the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive in Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well uh, this afternoon. I know I've really enjoyed this week with the snow on the peak and then the green that's beginning to take place. It's just been a beautiful, beautiful week and the weather is getting good. The heart for Crosswalk Colorado Springs is really to talk about things here in the city, what God is doing, where there's needs and opportunities. I've got a special guest today, Jason Dilger. He's the executive director of Mercy's Gate here in Colorado Springs. Jason, thanks for joining me. Great to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a good day and enjoying this time of year where seasons change and summer's coming more and more. So we're yeah. doing good. Yeah, That's awesome. I love this time of year yeah. uh, as well. So I'm sure some of our listeners have never heard about uh, Mercy's Gate, so share with us the vision and what you guys do. Yeah, I'd love to share that opportunity of what we do and how we do it. Mercy's Gate is a precious ministry that's been serving the community since 1982, and what it does is invite uh, the Capital C Church to come and join our mission to provide life-affirming resources to individuals and families in need throughout our community. So our mission is this, is for people in crisis, we offer relief the hope of the gospel, and a vision for restoration. Hmm. And the relief we offer is our direct services with the goal of preventing homelessness for individual, individuals and families that are struggling. So our services include housing assistance, utility assistance, medical assistance. We have a food pantry, transportation, clothing assistance, and seasonal services. So they're meeting a need of a particular group we call the working poor, those living paycheck to paycheck, and are one crisis away from potentially losing their home. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's a huge need. I, I think it, it's something that maybe some don't realize, you know, this idea of the working poor uh, is that I think we're seeing it more and more. The cost of living is mm. is going up, the yeah, price of gas, inflation, all of those things, and, and wages really haven't been able to uh, keep up. Yeah. And we often think of our homeless community, mm. but there's so many that are really struggling just just to make it and survive. And that's really where Mercy's Gate comes in and provides some help. Yeah. We serve all of El Paso County. Uh, There's no qualifying factors to receive help. If you're in need, we want to offer the relief and come alongside you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And you guys do some rental assistance and mortgage assistance, utilities, that, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that's on our website with specific details, but particularly with the housing assistance, that's the most sought after service Okay, uh, with regards to affordable housing being a challenge in Colorado Springs area. So we get a lot of people looking for that particular need. 
to be fulfilled. Okay. Uh, but our housing assistance goes up to $2,000 per household uh, if funding permits. Our utility assistance up to $2,000 of assistance. Our medical assistance, we do vision, dental, copay, um, prescription assistance, things like that. So it's a lot of relief for families and individuals. How many people roughly do you see a year? Do you know? Yeah. So we just finished up uh, looking at 2021 and the impact we had in the community. And we impacted over 28,000 individuals. Wow. And giving out over one point, uh, just about $1.5 million worth of services. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 28,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain to me maybe the, the stress level when, when someone comes into Mercy's Gate and, and you and your team are able to sit down with them, you know, what are you hearing from them? What are they going through? Oh, yeah. As you, if you're ever there at the ministry, what you would see is individuals and families with the weight of the world on their shoulder. They're full of anxiety, fear, oppression, depression. They're really hopeless. Mm-hmm. And what I see them ensnared in is no vision for tomorrow. So they're really caught in the moment, in today, and the circumstances. And it's overwhelming them to the point where we have um, families that come or individuals that come, and they'll cross the threshold of our door, Pastor Eric, and it's not even about our services. They just break down emotionally, spiritually, uh, recognizing there's something going on here that's beyond a financial thing. Uh, and we have an area just to care for them. But our approach is is pretty basic. We want to meet each individual and family where they're at in their crisis. So we engage in their story, we love and listen well, and in a comprehensive approach, we'll provide the services that we have to offer. And then if it's not something we offer, we are networked in the community to know what other resources and referrals we can give them. So a neighbor comes in and says, hey, I need rent assistance. And we're saying, that's great, and we're here to help you with that. But we're going to spend an hour with you and your family. We're going to hear what's going on and engage in the need, and then in a comprehensive way, come alongside you. That's awesome. And you guys see people come to Christ. The, you know, the financial assistance is really a bridge to be able to provide hope in, in Christ. You mm-hmm. know, Tell me about that. Yeah, it's so sweet. And and that's our mission. It's it's almost like in order of we offer relief, the hope of the gospel, and vision for restoration. And we do ministry work in that order. Yeah. So as we bring the relief in that comprehensive way, the neighbor's anxiety drops way low. It's not mm-hmm. just one particular aspect of relief that they need in the comprehensive way. It's multiple resources going to them and then other referrals in the community. And then based off of that relief, they're asking us, hey, you're a Christian organization, right? Uh, could you tell me more about Jesus or pray with me today? And we don't push or proselytize, but we are working with a sense of urgency to bring the kingdom and a Christ-centered relief to our precious neighbors. And with the relief we bring, it seems to make way for those conversations to happen. Really reminds me of the ministry of Jesus. You know, when you read the Gospels, he he met needs and cared for people, and that then provided the open door to go deeper. A lot of times, it wasn't just about the physical need. Mm-hmm. You know, the feeding of the five thousand wasn't just about the lunch that, that was provided, mm-hmm. but the the deeper truth that Jesus was the bread of life. But he was moved with compassion. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't just a means to the end, or I'm going to meet this need because I'm trying to get something. But he really loved them, cared for them cared for that physical need, mm-hmm. and then even more so cared for that spiritual need. Mm-hmm. And 
it's really hard to just bulldoze into someone's life if if you're not willing to mm. know them, who they are, their story, mm. care for a need. And I love that about Mercy's Gate. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we start with compassion. Yeah. And, and we're, we're quick to love and listen. And where are the precious neighbor at? And that's how we build a relationship with them that forms trust and that vulnerability to really go after not just their financials, but their physical, their health, their emotional, their spiritual. Uh, how are they doing with relationships in the community and in a network and where are they at in their education and career? With all of this, our goal is to provide the relief, but also see them grow in the Lord and get them connected with a local church where they can grow in fellowship and discipleship and, um, and just grow with a community too. Yeah. That's so needed for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So, well, let's uh, dive in a little bit more to this reality of, of working poor. Mm. I know you've done a lot of research and prayer uh, mm. about mm. that. Can you explain that more to our, our listeners? Yeah, thank you for that question. I, uh, I have a long career in education as a former high school teacher, high school principal. And when I stepped into the role as executive director of Mercy's Gate, I asked the Lord, how do you want me to represent Mercy's Gate? And he said, I want you to wear your education hat. I said, Lord, I could do that. What do you want me to teach people? He says, I want you to study poverty. And that's what I did. I took a several-year journey looking at a scripture and qualitative, quantitative analysis. And then I studied with uh, a predominant author, Dr. Ruby Payne, uh, who really has an objective lens of viewing poverty and sees it not as a, a, a political issue or a race issue, but more of a systems breakdown issue. And me coming from that education background, which is a system, and seeing the change I was able to do there, I liked her approach. But some things that I've learned from her is that... Well, I've got Jason Dilger uh, with me, and we're talking about the working poor. He's the executive director of Mercy's Gate. And if you would stay with us, we'll be right back to tackle this topic more. Moving in worship you, I worship you, you are here, 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary, hope you're doing well, thanks so much for listening, we're live in studio today, I have Jason Dilger with me, the Executive Director of Mercy's Gate if you'd like to learn more about Mercy's Gate, you can go to their website, mercysgatecs.org, mercysgatecs.org. Uh, and we're neighbors. Uh, mm. Mercy's Gate is located yeah. just right across Montebello uh, from uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary. And I really have enjoyed our partnership together uh, in the kingdom and reaching out to Colorado Springs. We left off with really talking about poverty and the, the working poor some of the research that you've done, Jason, and mm. the things that the Lord's shown you. So let's, let's pick up where we left off. That sounds great. Yeah, as we look at poverty and just defining it, so I just want to give some vision to that and picking up where we left off. But, you know, when we often think of poverty, we think of a third world country or a homeless on the side of the street. And just in a basic sense, when we talk about poverty, it usually is associated with a lack of a social acceptable amount of money or material possessions, right? Like, they don't have quality food or nutrition or lights aren't on or a, 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 a roof over their head. Uh, but this may cover extreme want of necessity to an absence of material comforts. 
And that's, in a basic sense, what poverty is. But to take it a next step further, our federal, our, our federal government defines poverty using something called the Federal Poverty Guidelines. Okay. And it's adjusted in the rears based off of 2021 data and economic development. So, for an example, this is how the federal poverty defines the federal government defines poverty. It says a family of four making $27,500 a year or less is considered to be in poverty. Okay. And they use that definition of poverty across the whole entire nation. Whether you're in a small town in Kansas, a rural town in Colorado Springs, New York City, Los Angeles, this is the number they give. Or right here where the cost of living is so high. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And of the 750,000 people living in El Paso County, it's 9% of the population. Hmm. It's around 80,000 people qualify as poverty according to the federal poverty guidelines. Huh. That's more that. than I would think. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I've learned in my training is that we, we look at that same definition and add 200% of the value to define who the working poor are. So we say okay. a family of four making $27,500 a year or less, times that by two, a family of four making $55,000 or less is considered to be the working poor, and that's roughly 40% of El Paso County, Okay, around 300,000 people that yeah. are living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, a family of four, $55,000 a year or less. Hmm. And so that puts some perspective on what poverty is, uh, there's different aspects of poverty. There's generational poverty where you're grown over generations into a poverty mindset. Okay. There's situational poverty where a loss of job or an unexpected bill comes. Uh, and then there's new money, which is, you know, like a football player growing up in poverty. And then all of a sudden they get money, you know, and, a, okay. and they're playing in the NFL or something. So those are some ways to look at economic classes. And understand poverty too, but to better understand poverty, and a definition that we use at Mercy's Gate is we redefine poverty by talking about it as an individual or family being under resourced. So okay. it's not that's just, helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's not just a financial thing, uh, but we look at it as being under resourced in finances, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. How are you doing in relationships and support system? Where are you at in your education and career? And what we say uh, at Mercy's Gate and the way that we work with our neighbor, if you're lacking in any one of those areas, you're under-resourced, and we want to see you fully equipped and resourced. Hmm. And that's how we define poverty, as one being under-resourced. So let's say, I'm sure there's listeners that, as you're describing this, they're like, that's my situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm working poor and I'm, I'm struggling and, and maybe my wage just isn't enough or I had this medical bill or my, my roof went out, you know, what does it look like for them to reach out to Mercy's Gate? Because let's be honest, mm -hmm. like to go get help is hard in any sector, you know, whether it's like sitting down with your pastor to get marriage counseling or sometimes it's difficult to even go to the doctor when you know that you should, mm -hmm. you know, but to go in and ask for help is hard you know, so, so they're listening, you know, when do they show up? Where do they show up? What, what should they expect when they come? Th those type of things. Yeah. If you're a listener hearing this, just come to Mercy's Gate. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, I've seen too many individuals and families 
uh, say things like, well, surely my crisis isn't that bad. And they compare it to a third world country or the homeless on the side of the street. Or, you know, I was taught to kind of just suck it up and, and deal with it. And if that's you and you're on the fence and lukewarm, this is what Mercy's Gate mission is. We're looking through the capital C church coming together to serve those in need. And I want you to know because of the approach, that comprehensive approach, and we're quick to engage in your need, it's a loving environment where you can come in a humble place and know that you'll be cared for. We don't judge. We don't criticize. Uh, There's no form to fill out to see where you might be financially to see if you are qualifying for the services. We want you to come as you are, and we'll look to work with you. Okay. And so how you access our services is really our website. It's the mercysgatecs.org. You can Google Mercy's Gate. You can even Google rent assistance, utility assistance, and Mercy's Gate will pop up in a Google search. But on there, there's different tabs that really will speak and give vision to how to get help from about us and how to get help. Mm -hmm. And that page, that particular tab on how to get help gives clear vision on how to come prepared, what to bring, what time to show up. We're open five days a week. Monday through Friday. Monday, it's 4 to 7. Wednesday, 9 to noon. Thursday, 9 to noon. And Thursday, 1 to 4. And Friday, 4 to 7. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of accessibility there, uh, but really the website and just get to Mercy's Gate. Yeah. Again, that's mercysgatecs.org. So go there, check it out online, come uh, in person. And I know you're going to be loved, cared for, treated with dignity. Uh, there are resources there to to be able uh, to help, and and more than anything, it's expressing the love of God. You mm-hmm. know, uh, churches have come together, individuals have come together to give to Mercy's Gate, so the love of God could be shown in in this way. Mm-hmm. But do you mind sharing with us a little bit about your funding? I mean, how does how does Mercy's Gate get funding in order to be able to oh. have resources to give? Yeah, yeah, we are a Christian nonprofit organization, so. Our funding sources are important to us. Really, it comes from three avenues, and that is our our church partners. We have around 50 church partners right now that contribute financially to Mercy's Gate, all from $50 a month to up to $40,000 a year. So all different um, ways to engage financially from our churches, but our churches engage. We have individual donors that engage, and then grants. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And there may be some listening that say, I have a heart to give. You know, maybe there was a difficult time in my life and someone helped me out or I received some rental assistance or mm. help with my utilities and they, they, they want to give or the Holy Spirit's touching their heart. Mm. Uh, they can go to the website as well and, mm. and learn how to be able to, to give. And when we get back from the break, I'd love to talk about how people can volunteer. You know, there, there's a great opportunity to be able to come and, and volunteer. So... You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. I've got Jason Dilger with me uh, today. I want to remind you that this show turns into a podcast. So if you miss a portion of the show, uh, you can go to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find uh, your podcast. It's on all of the major platforms. Again, that's Crosswalk, uh, Colorado Springs, and you can pick it up on the podcast. So you're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 The Word. Jason Dilger's with me from Mercy's Gate. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Grace lives here.
100.7, The Word. All of my fears, Jericho walls, gotta come down, come down. All of my fears, Jericho walls, gotta come down, come down. Welcome back to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. I have Jason Dilger with me, Executive Director of Mercy's Gate. Like always, you can join uh, the conversation. The number to call is 844-596-73, 844-596-73. As we've been talking about poverty and, and the working poor, if this is where you find yourself, uh, Jason and I would love to talk with you, hear your story, and to pray with you. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Also, if you're looking to serve, maybe your God has been touching your heart uh, for the city and you'd like to talk to Jason more about serving, you can give us a call as well. 844-596-73. Uh, we left off with how to volunteer mm-hmm. at Mercy's Gate. So Jason, would you let us know some of the opportunities that you have there at Mercy's Gate for people to get involved? Yeah, I'd love to share that. In fact, that's how my journey started at Mercy's Gate. I became a volunteer in 2008. Uh, But what makes this ministry unique and precious as a local ministry, bringing Christ amidst the crisis, is that it truly is a volunteer-driven ministry. When we talk about volunteering at Mercy's Gate, it's not a a nice-to-have. It's a have-to-have. We really rely on our volunteers being in the trenches, engaging with our neighbors, so the volunteer opportunities are across the board, from administrative, behind-the-scene things, record-keeping, phone calling, um, computer work, uh, data input work, and then there's working in our food pantry, stocking shelves, transporting food. There's a lot of work in that. Uh, and then there's work while we're open, engaging with the neighbors, uh, and that's um, roles like our advocate, where you engage directly with the individual or family in need, hear their story. Yeah. Uh, there's greeters that greet the families and individuals that come in. There's people working in the food pantry, pay- taking people back shopping. Um, so those are all of our volunteer opportunities. And and they're during all of our times, all of our sessions, and all the volunteer opportunities I just shared is, is what we currently need. Okay. And would you say... You know, what kind of commitment are you looking for from people? You know, do you like them to come once a week, once a month? You do kind of ask them, hey, would you be willing to do this for six months or a year? You know, what what's kind of the commitment level as they engage? Yeah, really, we get to know our precious volunteers. Um, we offer currently twice a month an opportunity to just come and tour the ministry if you're kicking the tires and see what the Lord puts on your heart. Based off of that, you do an application, and then we'll offer training based off of your interest and what position you're looking for. So we really equip. But as far as the um, meeting the need, really, we say, volunteer, what what's your availability? So we try to be flexible. We send out a monthly calendar where you can sign up for different positions yeah. and different time slots so we know in advance where you're at. But the ideal is once a week. Yeah. Uh, to really fill in the role right. because we are a volunteer driven ministry and it's not a nice to have. It's really the space of having to have the, the once a week is ideal. Yeah. And so the majority of our volunteers are hitting there once a week on a scheduled day and a time. I would imagine people that volunteer, that have gone through the training, been there a little while, they probably really look forward to it. That's probably the highlight of their week, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to see the volunteers in action from my 
standpoint is the most beautiful thing to see in the ministry. It's it's the body of Christ coming together and all different denominations from mm. our 50 church partners. Really re- represents the body of Christ as a whole in the city. It yeah. really does. And, and you just see that heart of compassion, you know, that call of loving God and loving our neighbor playing out in real time. And to see the Lord use our volunteers in that relational way to bring healing to bring restoration, to bring the hope of the gospel to our precious neighbors. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That'll get you up in the morning for sure. It does. That, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Jason, would you mind sharing a couple of your favorite God stories? You know, yeah. when when you think of your time at Mercy's Gate where you go, man, this was so cool to experience this, oh. you know, and just, we'd love to rejoice with you in some of those stories. Yeah. One most recently uh, was a gentleman coming in who had been homeless, kind of picked himself back up and got a job, had started working. He was in his mid-50s and came to Mercy's Gate having helped a brother-in-law two years before. And he woke up one morning and the Lord put on his heart, go to Mercy, go to Mercy. So he stumbles in the ministry and uh, this was one where it was a little heavier. It was more about spiritual and emotional support than it is about the services. Mm-hmm. And so we recognized that when he came in the doors of Mercy's Gate. Um, but with that, we, we brought him right into our counseling room, uh, got to go after his heart, and he really struggled with um, some domestic violence, having just recently broken up in, in a relationship, uh, also coming off of some drug addictions and not knowing what to do next, all the while felt the Lord calling him into more and into the kingdom. And that's where we struck at Mercy's Gate and was able to engage, uh, meet him where he's at, love and listen well. And so we provided him some direct services that he needed to stay afloat. Uh, but that was a special time to just pray with him and then lead him to the Lord. Wow. And see, and so give he him came to Christ and came he, into the kin- kingdom. He, he yeah. did, yeah. Wow. And through a lot of brokenness, um, we, we love those moments where yeah. they just kind of, nowhere else to turn and, and to come to Mercy's Gate and to point him to Jesus amidst that crisis was a special time. So, Are you seeing like during COVID and since COVID people coming in with more desperation? Uh, do you feel like the, the, I'm sure some of the financial needs have risen, but just that desperation of soul, like, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know, or, or does it feel similar to prior to COVID or what are you experiencing in that? Yeah, through my research and study, COVID, the pandemic, has only exasperated those kind of emotional and spiritual issues that were always there. And certainly, even in the times we're in, where inflation's on the rise, cost of living's, you know, more challenging than it is, there's still a lot of tension. So the tension was there before COVID, it's there during, and it's there after. Um, So it's, it's only exasperated. And yes, in that sense they're coming with more of a sense of urgency where it's it's not even about the finances anymore. It's emotionally, I'm struggling here. Yeah. Spiritually, I'm struggling. Uh, in fact, in 2019, I assessed the neighbors for a quarter of the year coming in. Uh, where are they at in those resources? How are they doing financially? How are they doing physically, emotionally, spiritually, in their support system, education, career? And I wanted to know where they're at so I assessed them coming in, and then three months later after we worked with them, I gave them the same questions and with regards to those seven resources, we call them, and I added one question. I said, of all of these resources, finances, 
physical health, emotional, spiritual, relational, education, career. What's the number one resource you want the most, neighbor? And they said, Pastor Eric, they want spiritual. Wow. And That's I, amazing. I really appreciated their humility and their honesty, uh, where one could be quick to think it's finances that they need. Certainly that's the cure for getting out of their crisis. But for our neighbors that are living next door to us to acknowledge their need for spiritual uh, was so rich and meaningful to see as a Christian organization, to know that we're on mission, not just to bring the relief with the finances, but also to bring a Christ-centered hope to them too. That's amazing to me that they would recognize that the biggest need is spiritual, put that down on a, a survey. You know, this is... yeah. Our city, Colorado Springs, coming in for rental assistance for utilities and realizing the greatest need is is spiritual. So yeah, yeah. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 uh, The Word. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. I've had the privilege of having Jason Dilger with me today in studio. He's the executive director of Mercy's Gate. If you'd like to learn more about Mercy's Gate, you can go to their website, mercysgatecs.org. Again, that's Mercy's Gate. CS.org. And if you are in a place where you need help with your mortgage, your rent, uh, your utilities, uh, please come and see them or somebody that you know, someone that you love or work with, but they have a real heart for our community to be able to listen, love, care, point people uh, to Christ. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. So stay with us. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. I've got Jason Dilger with me today. He's the Executive Director of Mercy's Gate. You can find out more about their ministry at mercysgatecs.org. They're located in Montebello in an academy right by the post office in a place to love and care for our uh, community. You know, Jason, during the break, we were talking a bit about Matthew 633 mm. and really the context of that is need and finances and mm. Jesus giving us an instruction on what to seek. And mm. do you mind sharing it with us a bit about how you see Matthew 633 and how it fits into this discussion? Yeah, I'd love that. And even just reading it from the message, listen to the call here. It says, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out you'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. And verse 34 says this, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Hmm. And really, this is a call to seek first the kingdom of God and what he has in store. And it's easier said than done for any listener out there saying, well, I've got my daughter dealing with health issues and mm -hmm. I need to pay for some medical thing. Right. I've got a car payment due tomorrow and I don't want to dismiss how challenging this is, but this is a moment of faith in an individual that makes a decision to put God first. And really it's acknowledging that God knows these concerns I have, mm -hmm. but putting him first. Yeah. And what we know about our father is that he wants to father those in need. He cares for those in need. Mm -hmm. And he wants to show up. And as we seek him first, uh, he'll make a way where it seems like there's no way. Yeah. I think it is really difficult 
when there's financial need and even when there's not, that we see the physical, mm. we, we see the price of milk doubling, mm. we, we see the inflation going up. You know, if you're in a place where you're like, I, I see that I have more expenses than income, I mm. may get evicted, and in Christ's instruction, I know that you have need of this. Mm. Seek first the kingdom and all of these things will be added unto you. From our perspective, to put the spiritual, our relationship with Christ, above the physical seems so counterintuitive. Mm. But I know you've experienced it, and I've experienced it. When Christ is first in my life, then I'm in alignment, you mm. know, and, and he is the ultimate provider mm. and it doesn't release us of our responsibilities, but something different happens in our hearts when we wake up and say, I'm going to seek to know Christ. Mm. I'm going to seek to do what Christ wants me to do, to love my neighbor as, as myself. Mm. It's a whole different way of, of living and it is a test of faith, mm. but it actually leads to freedom. You know, we're designed really with the spiritual first, mm. you know, and, and Christ meeting that spiritual, and then the physical follows the, the spiritual. Mm-hmm. But it feels counterintuitive. It does. That's yeah. why I had to say it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but there's a call to action of faith and yeah. trust that God knows and cares. Yeah. Um, but I, I love what you said, too, because the fruit of this, as you cast your cares upon the Father, he wants to care for you. Yeah. And his burden's light, right? And yeah. his yoke is easy. These are all things of the gospel that's just rich in bringing restoration and healing into our lives. But this is also giving way of hope and vision for tomorrow. It gets you out of that box. And, and this is what God wants and why he's given us Jesus Christ to carry these burdens of the day. Yeah. And that you weren't made to carry him alone. Right, right. And that takes a level of humility, you know, because we oftentimes want to be self-sufficient. Mm. So to cast our cares upon the one who cares for us, it takes humility. I, I can't do this on my own. Mm. I, I need help. I, I need a encouragement. God, I need you to put my perspective in the mm. right direction. You know, one thing that comes to mind is, is how do you seek first the kingdom? You know, mm. how do you put the, the spiritual first? You know, as, yeah. as people are wrestling through their finances this this afternoon stuck in traffic going here I am waste, wasting more gas you know and it's over four dollars a gallon I mean, how does that work in your life to seek first the kingdom mm. the practical if you don't feel like you have any strength and you can just utter these words is just invite God into your life and your circumstances and it could be as simple as Father take everything and everyone today and father me in only ways that you can. Hmm. You know, think of it as a relational aspect with the father, and he wants to come alongside you and care for you. Yeah. So just by way of a simple practical thing to do is invite him into it. Yeah. Father me today, Lord, and I give you these circumstances and situation. Do what only you can do Mm -hmm. as our heavenly father. But in addition to that, there's certainly just carving out time with the Lord. 15, 20 minutes a day. Uh, pray. The power of prayer is huge. And we have an intimate God that wants to be relational. It doesn't have to be a transactional. It could be give them these things in a relational aspect. So the power of prayer is real. And open up God's word and get to know who Jesus is and the good news of the gospel. Um, 
it, it starts with forgiveness and goes into deeper areas of healing and restoration that equate to freedom and restoration. And, you know, something I was thinking about on the way here is what Jesus does is make all things new. So mm, whatever you're dealing that. with today, he wants to use the hurt and the pain, the challenges, the Goliaths in front of you. He wants to integrate that for tomorrow. But it's a with God life mm-hmm. that he'll turn those ashes into beauty and all things new from your perspective to your heart um, to how you relate to yourself and others too. You know, I enjoy old vehicles, you know, like old Chevy trucks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I find a restored vehicle to be more beautiful than something right off the lot, you know, and obviously a new car has all the bells and whistles. But when you look at an old car and and maybe see a picture or you saw it when it was left in someone's yard Mm -hmm. in terrible shape, and then they love it, they care for it. And that really is the gospel. You know, God and his amazing power and love is able to take broken sinners, broken lives, and be able to to redeem in a way that only he can. And I love the way that you described it's as simple as inviting him to father us. You know, God's been teaching me a lot about that, the reality of that he's my dad, you know, and and that's his desire is he is he wants to to father us and Whatever you're going through, maybe finances or maybe something else as you're listening today, mm. you know, cry out to your Heavenly Father. He's, he's close. He's near. Mm. He wants us to draw near to Him, and, and He'll answer those, those prayers. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Well, tell us once again just where people can find Mercy's Gate uh, on the web, in person, and where they can go. Yeah. So certainly it's website, mercysgatecs.org. You can Google Mercy's Gate. Uh, where we're located is on the major cross streets of Academy and Austin Bluffs, just north of Austin Bluffs on Montebello and Academy. Uh, yeah. But our website would have that specific location with our times and services. You can certainly follow us on Facebook. And if you're interested in just coming alongside as a church partner or a volunteer, Visit our website as well. On our website, you could sign up for our newsletter and hear more stories of restoration and the local impact that we're doing collectively. And I just want to give Mercy's Gate a plug. You know, Mercy's Gate has been a partner of Rocky Mount Calvary for many years. And mm-hmm. churches, if you're looking to make a difference in our community, you'll be blessed. Mercy's Gate will be blessed if you want to serve and volunteer. But also, if you're in a place where you need help, you're going to be loved, you're going to be cared for. They're going to point you to Christ and point you to available resources. If if they don't have the resources, they'll point you to resources in the city. And maybe you haven't found Colorado Springs to be a loving place. Go to Mercy's Gate. You're going to experience the love of Christ. So, Jason, thanks for coming on. Great to be on. Thanks for this time. You bet. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great evening. We'll catch you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, 
and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.